everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome to Spiced Chaos. You are welcome. We are here finally. We missed you. And it sounds like you missed us. Yes. Uh, before we get too far in, um, that is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. Heck to the yes. And that's Leanne from Spice Plans. Hey, y'all. <laughs> we are back. Yeah. But can we just talk for a minute about all of the DMs? People thought we had like dropped off the face of the earth. Okay. <laughs> that we so were never coming back ever. My favorite part about the DMs were the like predictions. yeah which we'll talk about we will address those yes like the people that were like wait did this happen or did this happen and we're like no Mm -hmm. you can't guess it right and some of y'all though I just have to say it some of y'all were really in the dms looking for some tea and we are never ever the people that are going to give up any kind of tea because that's not our not that's not our jam so well and you know at the same time so far in since the life of the show uh-huh. Um, we have never taken a break because of something like tumultuous between the two of us. No, never. No. Like there has like not that we haven't ever had fights. Mm-mm. But I'm a good that- communicator, and so we always speak up because yeah. I'm a good communicator. <laughs> Thank God she is. Um <laughs> and she will call me on my shit, and I'm getting a little bit better about calling you too. Uh-huh, she does. I try, I mean, like, I'm not as good at it, but like, anyway, but no, I I felt like that people were worried that like something was going on between the two of us. Yeah, no, never. Or not Delilah. I almost called you Delilah. That's very weird. I'm running on minimal sleep. Um, but Leanne is not getting out of this unless she's in a pine box. Yes. Like we are basically married um, Yeah, and we have, you know, 200 We have a, we have a bank account together our little babies, our little baby episodes. We have a lot of, of kids. We have money together. We have a bank account. (laughs) We do. We do. do. I'm just going to, um, can I hop on your health insurance? That would be cool. Yeah. I think uh, they will maybe allow that. I'll have to find out. Yeah. We can just be a thruple. You, me and Brian. (laughs) Not a thruple. (laughs) Not no shade. If you are in a thruple. No, I think that would be so fun. Not, not saying, I think, I mean, it would be fun for, it would be you and me and Brian, but I'm just saying like for me and my life, Oh, okay. Like, I, I think that's, that's too many people's emotions for me to be too. I can barely keep up with Brian and what he's thinking and trying to do. I, I can't. Know. I really, I do really admire people who are, are poly. I do, because that yeah. is taking on a lot of people's emotions. It is. And, and as an hard. empath, I just, I cannot. Yeah, I know. Like you do have a hard enough time, like just with me and with Brian. And I'm a teacher. And so I walk into a classroom of students and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's a lot of feelings in here. <laughs> yeah. And then you have a teenager too. And those feelings are like, there's a lot of big feelings in my life right now. <laughs> and then I have a mother who is a Sagittarius also. <laughs> well, I, you know, Sagittarius is supposed to be like my number one, like match. Well, you should meet up with my mother because if you look up Sagittarius in the dictionary, her face is going to be right there. She oh, embodies really? all of that big personality that comes with being a Sagittarius. Really? Okay. Well, I, I, it's funny because, um, I've been, I've had the opportunity lately to talk to a lot of different people. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Uh but there's a lot of people that just like have no belief in any kind of astrology. I mean, I don't necessarily put any stock into it, but that's because I don't know anything about it other than what 17 magazine told me in 2002. Right. Well, I, I don't necessarily need to like look at my horoscope to like guide my day per se. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I do follow some horoscopes on Instagram and when they pop up in my feed, I'm like, Oh, fun. Um, yeah, I don't know like my rising and whatever else, but I know that I definitely embody an Aries. Like that is a hundred percent. See, and because I'm right on the cusp. So August 21st is the last day of Leo. And then Virgo starts on August 22nd. I feel like I'm literally split between both of those. It's really, it's kind of strange actually. So like you're almost <laughs> a Virgo, but you're a Leo. Yeah. Because I don't embody like, I mean, when I think about a Leo, I think of somebody who like is a little bit self-centered once like has a big personality when they walk into a room. And I think I have some of that, but I'm also like, I know what I want and I know, I don't know, like I know myself really well. And I feel like that embodies Virgo a little bit more. So I, I feel like I'm like right in the middle. Well, I need to learn about Virgo because Hannah is a Virgo. Harrison is too. And you see my parents, both my mother and my father Uh and Andy, you know, my children's father Yeah, and Daniel, all of them are Pisces. Oh, weird. I mean, that's a lot of water on this fire my whole life. It's true. In my life, I have Brian is a Capricorn and Delilah is a Scorpio. Oh, Capricorns. Capricorns And a Scorpio. It scares me just saying that out loud. The only thing that I need to complete the trifecta would be a Gemini somewhere in there. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's funny because there's probably people listening. They're like, we have no idea what you mean, but like, I have read a lot about some of the personalities and it's interesting to me too, how similar it can be like to the Enneagram in that, yeah. you know, you take these tests and then you realize like, oh my gosh, this number really does say a lot about who I am and my intentions. We um, should leave like a, a link down in the show notes to like a good or like a, a semi good horoscope thing and like an Enneagram thing in case anybody wants to look at their stuff. Yeah. Well, like my horoscope that I follow is called all about Aries. Oh, snap. I don't know if there's other ones like for, like if the same people make probably do the same for every I'm sign. Sure. I'm sure they do. Or people yeah. who are those signs do the same. So, but I really like it. Cause like they put all in like the same, like the same post they'll do like a love, um, a career, a health, and then just like a general, there's usually Mm -hmm. four like kind of grouped in. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's fun to read. I like it. Yeah. Now that we are completely off the notes though, how how is your life going? How's your life? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I guess we should start out by saying that like, we did not plan on taking this break. No, I feel like we both just like kind of hit a wall though. Yeah. And there was so much going on with Caitlin and like her family and stuff. Well, not really that I, I, my family, I feel like is kind of chilling. It is Um, now. Yes. But it's like right at the same time that everything in my life blew up is like, you were kind of coming off of some, I was kind of coming down, but I was also having some feelings about the show that I wanted to talk about. Right. And we want to talk about those feelings too. Yeah, nothing. Like we're not. Like I want to put this out there right now. The show is not going away, but there are going to be some changes coming. So right, and I think that more than anything, we need the changes for us. Yeah, well, and we need the changes so that I don't know. Like we love the core group of people who love our show, and it's clear that like a lot of you guys value us. But part of putting our voices out into the interwebs is to grow the show. And I don't think that we have been putting our all into that either. So that's part of it. But then, you know, if you look at the plans that I had for my life over the past year. Yes. And how not coming to fruition. I mean, like 
yeah everything nothing looked like I thought that it was going to so do you want to just take a minute and talk about like stuff that's been going on for you then so we can start there yeah okay and it's like I've been thinking about how to like really approach this yeah um because and it's very similar to like okay so just the bottom line is I left Jamie two weeks Mm -hmm. ago yeah amicably um yeah you would say Mm -hmm. Um, there wasn't like I don't think there was like a knockdown drag out anything you don't I wouldn't say that you appear to hate him or anything like that no I did not leave as a result of a fight yeah um I mean there was a a straw um at the end that was like all that I needed to kind of like push me to the decision um but it's just it's interesting because I know that when I've talked about him on the show, it has been positive mm-hmm. and everything from the outside, especially to, I think the listeners, mm-hmm. it would look like, oh, well, Leanne's retired and she's doing this stay at home mom thing. And occasionally I would put my planner on Instagram with like a meal plan, you know, kind of like, but behind the scenes, it was miserable. It was a miserable situation. And there was stuff happening that I could not control. And it just, he turned into someone else after I moved in. Well, yeah. And I think at the, like the core of it, like from an outsider looking in, you guys just were not compatible. Like you both wanted very different things. And I think that because you cared so deeply for one another, you are trying to force those things to work. And I, that's not to say that like very different people can't work out because I don't think I could be more different from my husband. And like, we do a lot of compromising to make one another happy, but I think at the core of it, you also have to have some, some like common bond that strings you together in order to like, to continue to grow in your relationship. And I just don't think that you guys were continuing to grow. Well, that was kind of, and we've talked about this, he and I, since I left Mm -hmm. that, and it's really hard y'all to leave someone that you still love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is the hardest part is that like, since I've left, I miss him and his absence is like really loud in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know as much as we loved each other, love each other, Mm -hmm. our lives are what's not compatible. Right. And when we were not living together, um, and we were dating seriously and I was, you know, spending my weeks at my house with the kids. And then the weeks that I didn't have them, I would be over at his place, Mm -hmm. um, you know, living out of a suitcase for over a year. I mean, there were things about that that were hard, but we were so happy and we were having so much fun Mm-hmm. you know and of course we would want to live together and do it all the time right you know <laughs> and we had these dreams of you know creating a home that was so fun for all five of our kids yeah you know, that they would look forward to coming to our weeks and being with us and that it would be a fun place and that on the weeks that we didn't have kids I would work on social media but I mean you said this the other day all the months that I lived there, I still never felt comfortable making the podcast. That and like, I mean, that you can listen back to old episodes and Leanne still was like recording out of her car, even though she had a space. And 
Um, I feel like also any time you got a chance, you got in your car and you left that place, you yes. know, like, like you took breaks every night because you just needed to, you know, decompress. And I don't know, like, I feel, I just feel like you were never able to get comfortable there. And I think that is telling in a relationship. And I think that, I don't know. I don't know if it's anybody's fault necessarily, but I think it's very important when you're a partner to somebody to look at their needs as well. And I think that sometimes, and this is a total generalization, but like older men have a difficult time with that. Well, I agree. And I can't fault him because when we were first dating early on, I mean, you remember back when we were first dating, yeah. Um, and I don't know how much of this, the listeners know, but I mean, when he and I met, we were really on and off. And I mean, there were two weeks where he completely ghosted me. Yeah. Um, I mean, but in my defense, the chemistry and the way that I felt about him was not like anything that I had felt with anyone else. Well, yeah. And you were looking for a soft place to land. I mean, yes. you were just coming off of a divorce of somebody that you had been together with for 15 years yep. and you found somebody who was also in the middle of a divorce. And so I feel like you guys came into each other's lives because you needed each other right then. And then when you realized, and maybe even when he realized that you both needed more or needed different things, it was time for that time to be over. Right. Well, I mean, like when we were dating, when we had nights where we had no kids, you know, we would listen to music and dance in the kitchen. And, you know, it was just so, I mean, it was, there was so much life and so much joy and, you know, we would go out of town and, and have great food. And it was just, I mean, we had so much fun. And then when I moved in, it became work. Right. You guys and, didn't go out of town anymore. He didn't take you on dates. Like right. he and it's, to go off by himself and you chose to go off by yourself. And that's not any way to cultivate a relationship. Yeah. And you know, it's totally okay, it's totally fine for, you know, a household to mm-hmm. be at work. I am, I'm totally aware that saying I'm going to leave teaching and be a stay-at-home mom. I, it's not like I didn't anticipate that it was going to be work. So let's not like, let's not look at it. Like I was, un, you know, informed, mm-hmm. but there's supposed to be some fun too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Brian and I have been together for 10 years. We're pretty boring. But on the rare occasion, we still go out on a date. We still snuggle and laugh and tickle each other. Like you have to have that core of your relationship in order to sustain all of the other junky crap that comes along with life. Yeah. And that's kind of what, what we determined at the end was that we really, really did enjoy each other's company and we had a great time together. But then when we put like real life into it, when we popped the bubble and brought the real world in. It mm-hmm. did not have the, the stamina to go the distance with all the real life stuff. Well, yeah. And like I, one or both of you said like that you just didn't have that to give, like you were still, I mean, you guys are still in the middle of your divorces, you know, like you just didn't have enough after the kids and life to give more and to keep that like romantic stuff that you need, especially in a new relationship. Um, like, like I said, Brian and I have been together for 10, I mean, married for 10 years together for 12 years. So if we have some dips, we know that we're going to come back up because that's, I mean, that's what happens when you're in a long-term relationship, but when you're in a new relationship, you have to hustle. (laughs) You have to, you have to constant, well, not constantly, but you have to really like make those memories and, and have those fun times in order to 
continue the longevity, in my opinion. Right. Well, and then also, I think that what doesn't bend breaks. Yeah. And he was not willing to bend. Mm-hmm. You know, I was too fit into his life and everything needed to look exactly the way it did before I got there. Just, you, you know what I mean? Like he, he did not like the way I folded socks. He did not like how much coffee I used in the coffee pot. He did not like the basket that I put the laundry in. I mean, like he yeah. had something to say about like almost every little thing that I did. Uh huh. And then that's when it started to feel like, oh, he's my supervisor and I've got to do this job correctly or it's going to be, you know what I mean? And like that, and then there was not enough fun stuff. So when we would have time together without the kids, he was so tired all the time that Mm -hmm. we couldn't have a good time. So I guess the straw at the end was a Saturday night and it was 10 o'clock and he was like, are you going to be mad if I go to sleep? Mm. And I was just like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I am. It's a Saturday night for me with no children. But he also, and like you talked about this, like, this is not to slam, this is not the slam Jamie episode, but maybe kind of, he also chooses to make time for other things in his life that are late at night. But like when you're there, didn't choose to make you that priority. And that's a big problem. Right. Like, you know, he had hobbies and he would go and, you know, do stuff until Until 11 o'clock at night, like 11 o'clock at night. And then on a Saturday night when we don't have kids, he's out by 10. Mm -hmm. So he can keep his strength up when he's out doing, you know, fun stuff. But when it's me there and it's like on top of that, on that Saturday night, I, we did not go out. I was not like, Hey, take me to a restaurant. I was just like, you know, let's eat at home. Let's watch a movie but I wanted for us to party and have a good time. Like we used to, I just was just craving some fun. And when he just could not give that to me Saturday night, it's like, I looked at that and all the things that have happened since I moved in. And I was like, I gotta go. So we got up, I got up the next morning and I told him that I was leaving Mm -hmm. and I got a hotel room for me and the kids that night. And we stayed in a hotel. And when we told them, so I went to pick them up that Sunday yeah. Um, after making this decision and telling him about it, I went to pick them up for my week with them. And Andy gave us the room so I could tell them in the living room that we were not going back to Jamie's and Caitlin, they were happy. Yeah. I remember that <clears throat> they no, never really like, settled in there either. No, it's like, none of us really, it's like, we, we all, I really do think that we all tried all seven of us. I think that we really did kind of believe in it and really wanted it to work but we just could not be happy together. We just, it's like, it was miserable all the time. And that we had planned to make this beautiful, happy life for these kids when really they were all struggling and they were all miserable. And Charlie was acting out and his other two were, you know, having trouble at school and mine, Hannah wasn't sleeping. And, you know, Daniel was miserable. Just everybody was so like, as soon as I told them that we weren't going back there and that it was just going to be the three of us again, my kids just, like their whole demeanor changed, like their whole outlook on life changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we stayed in a hotel mm-hmm. Sunday night and then I took them to school Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And then I got a long-term Airbnb and over the course of the next like four days, I moved all of my stuff out of Jamie's in the middle of the day while my kids were at school and he was at work into the long-term Airbnb and we are settled now. Yep. She is. 
we love it. It's adorable. Um, I'm safe and secure and have everything I need for the next couple of months. And I've got plenty of time to find a job and I'm definitely going to land on my feet and, you know, getting together with you and reworking the podcast and, you know, making the podcast had been so stressful for me in my situation. Yeah. Well, and I feel like because I am, a, I'm a type two Enneagram and I just want to help and take care. I had been like, just trying to not rock the boat. Like I've been trying to like, you know, <clears throat> book all the guests, which I like, and I'm just trying to make sure that she knows where she needs to be. And that's not to say that Leanne's not doing anything. Like Leanne has definitely been working hard on editing the podcast and stuff, but I just felt like I was, I was pushing the podcast to continue the forward momentum. And Leanne was just giving the bare, like anything that she could give, <laughs> you know, she had that she was zapped for energy. Right. And, and I know, and I, and I know that you are saying like, she was giving, you know, the bare minimum because that's not what you mean. So that's, no, that's not, not what I mean in yeah. like a negative way. She's saying no. that like, I gave it every bit that I had. Yes, exactly. Like Leanne was giving everything that she had, but it was, there was just nothing left. Right. So it wasn't enough. It was not enough to sustain us. It wasn't. Mm -mm. And I just, I had to say something. It was either like we make a change or the show had to go away. And neither one of us wanted the show to go away. Um, because we, we love making this show. We love doing the podcast thing. I mean, we can do this in here with our swamp faces <laughs> the <laughs> night before. Um, and, and we just love being here with you guys. So we didn't yeah. want it to go away, but something had to give. Well, and it's good for us. It is, but we had realized that it was like, she was pulling me along, reminding me like when I needed to be there. And I was snatching time whenever I could, but yeah. you know, it's like, it didn't matter where I was. If I decided to go, you know, upstairs to my bedroom, someone always came in. I mean, yeah. there was always something going on. And, you know, the time for myself that I was promised in this situation never came to be. No. And I completely drowned. I didn't have time to put a sticker in a planner. I mean, every minute that I wasn't doing something for the people in that household, I was trying to find a nap. I was so, Mm -hmm. you know, just so, and then on top of that, I was still trying to rally him to have fun and be romantic in our relationship and, you know, try to keep things, you know, growing there too. So it's just, I made the right lot. choice. I made the right choice for my children because the situation really took me away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so, were carrying you at one point you said you felt like you were caring more for his kids than yours. I absolutely did because they needed more attention. They needed more. Uh-huh. And it's just like, I could not just be like for him. Like he, he seemed very off the hook. It's like, once I was there, It was like anything that his kids did wrong. Normally it happened under my supervision. Yeah. And that for him was made it easy to like have somebody to blame for his kids behavior. Like, oh, well, if I was better, or if I stood up and said something to them, when I heard them say something that they shouldn't like, you know, when he would not be there and I was there with all the children, it's like, I was, I was expected to constantly correct. It was constant all the time. Don't but those that. are also Don't. like not your biological children. So that's gotta be a very difficult place to be. Like you don't want to over-discipline them because I mean, of course you're all living together and you're one of the safe adults in their home, but like, that's not your job. <laughs> well, but it's also, it's not even like, and if it, if it is my job, fine, but it's like, he doesn't understand like that, how can like how a night with all five kids is like every single minute, somebody has something to say every single minute, somebody needs something. It is mentally and physically exhausting. And 
I felt like that he was like, that I was getting the short end of the stick. Like he was getting this, you know, person who was coming in here and like taking care of all of his stuff and, you know, getting his kids where they needed to go. And then of course I would make wrong choices. Like there was one morning where we had snow on the ground and his middle child wanted to go sledding with a friend. Well, he was, Jamie was out at the grocery store getting stuff for breakfast. So I went ahead and took him to the sledding thing. And then Jamie got home and was mad because he wanted us to all eat breakfast together. Well, that's weird. You know, it's just like, there were just little things. Like I just, I was constantly messing up. Yeah. And that's not the way that you want to feel in your relationship. And like, I can kind of relate to that because I am married to a Capricorn who is very particular about all of the things. But I also, like I said, we were best friends before we got married. Um, We have been together for how old is Delilah? 13 years. (laughs) So, um, I mean, if he (laughs) starts getting into little like picky things like that, I can be like, no, dude, (laughs) I can look at him and say things like that. But when you're in a new relationship, you kind of can't, you know? Well, you know, when you're in a new relationship, you're trying to put your best face forward. Exactly. You You can't be like, like, go outside and don't speak to me for an hour. (laughs) Well, also, you know, I, there were things about the way he lived that I really loved, you know, I loved things being clean. That was really good for me. I learned a lot about, you know, taking care like being on a routine with dishes and things like that, like that kind of stuff I will take with me into this life alone as a single mom. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've had people say to me in the past week, that's crazy to leave a situation where you didn't have to work. Just, I mean, like to go but, and be a single did. mom, like, mental gymnastics. Yeah. Every like day. To, to go and be a single mom and struggle. Cause I will, I already know that I will struggle financially. Like I know it's not going to be easy to find mm-hmm. a job where I can support both of my kids alone. Yeah. I know that I'm not taking the easy way out, but it's just like my independence and having agency over my own life and making decisions it. for myself is so worth it. Because once I moved in with him, I gave it all up. Mm-hmm. and everything that was happening to me was dictated by somebody else. And it just, I can't live like that. I just can't. Right. Cause that's never like as bad as things got in your marriage, that's never the vibe that I got from your marriage. Like not at all. No, no. no. Yeah. He, he was not controlling. He was not possessive. He yeah. was very much live and let live. You know, if I needed to go take a nap for a couple, I mean like, and Andy has been great through this. Yeah. And you guys are still really good friends. Yes. And you know, he has made it very clear that like, I'm not alone Mm -hmm. and that, you know, I'm not homeless. Um, you know, just, he has been very welcoming and understanding and, you know, he knows that I made the right choice. Well, that's good. And it's sad because I do love Jamie and I wish that we had not even tried this. You know, I wish that we had just continued having fun and living our separate lives and that being enough because what we had in the beginning was amazing and beautiful. And I have never felt anything like it before. Yeah. But now that you've opened door number one, I don't think you could ever close it again. (laughs) No. And I, yes, I can't, I don't know how to go back to like, okay, so now we're just going to go back to being casual. Yeah. You know, so we were almost engaged. Like we were talking about getting married, like 12 hours. A ring. (laughs) Yeah. Like we were talking about getting married, like 12 hours before we broke up. Which I mean, I'm sure, and this is why, so here is big sister mom advice for all of you listeners out there. If you have a breakup, it has to be a clean break because if Leanne were to go back and start dating Jamie again, 
she's still in love with him. I think that like you would get the rose colored glasses back on and he would like potentially pull you back in. And I just think, I think breakups have to be a clean break. Well, I know she has been telling me that I have to quit this cold Turkey and it's hard because it's hard. It's so much easier for me to sit over here and say that than to actually live it. It's especially hard because he misses me too. Yeah. I mean, like we are both feeling the each other's absence, like for real, Mm -hmm. because I mean, there were so many wonderful things about him Mm -hmm. and I, at so many points in the relationship felt really safe and very loved. And, you know, he's definitely had his issues, but he set the bar like really high for whoever's next. Yeah. Well, and like, that's what I said, like you guys came into each other's lives and you served a purpose. So while there might be things that you dislike about him and there are probably things that he now dislikes about you, um, you served a purpose in each other's lives. And I think that you showed each other that, you know, it's possible for your heart to be open again to whatever is next. Yeah. And we definitely got each other through the hardest parts of the divorce process, because I mean, when this episode airs, it'll be Valentine's day, Mm -hmm. February 14th. Yeah. My divorce is final on February 15th. So that's the end of that story. Um, Mm -hmm. And Andy and I have talked about it, that we're not taking it lightly, that we're not, I mean, I know people have like divorce parties and stuff like that. And that's fine because I know that there are people that are getting out of things that, you know, are worth celebrating the end of. Yeah. Um, But like, I know that we drug our feet on the divorce a little bit. It took us longer than it probably had to. And I know that that's because the life that Jamie and I were looking at together It's like, yes, I wanted it. I wanted for it to be right. But somewhere inside of me, I was always running. I was always, you know, one foot out the door. I I drug my feet on selling my house. It took me months. I drug my feet on this divorce. It's taken two years almost. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank the Lord we did not get divorced earlier because I might would have married him. Yeah. You might have been married at this point again. Yes. I might. I really, and I know that that's, you know, for my grammarians out there, that's a double modal, but I might would have married him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's so scary to me. Yes. But, yeah. That's it's so terrifying. scary, but I have decided that I'm going to go ahead and buy myself the ring. Oh, nice. Perfect. Okay. Um, because I want it and I love it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a gift from a man. It doesn't. It can be a gift to you. Yes. So um, that is definitely a huge part of, and really going back to talking about the show, like the show in general. Yeah. It was almost like a volcano erupted. It was like, I had to get out of Jamie's and get on my own. And at the same time, you were like, okay, this has been going on long enough. Like we can't keep going on this way. It's like you and I in the show hit the same wall that I hit in the relationship. Yeah, exactly. And, and Lee, I think I kind of scared Leanne a little bit because I am, I am very no filter. Like I, I feel like I'm nice. But when I need something, I clearly express what I need. But she kept saying, so you're saying you want to quit? And I was like, I never said that I wanted to quit. Not one time. <laughs> well, I was just getting scared because like, yeah. I do feel like, and you know, I don't want to cry here, but since COVID in March, it's like everything that I've had, I've lost it. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, I don't have my house anymore. I don't have my marriage anymore. I only see my kids every other week. I don't have my job anymore. It's like, I'm so, I am so exhausted from being in pain Uh that it's like looking at not being able to put my effort into our show. It like, it broke my heart for you to have to say that stuff and get to that point. Yeah. But it's okay. I mean, like that's, that's how life is. And just because we go through like a transition or just because we have to talk about something hard doesn't mean it's like the end. And I think a lot of people could take some like lessons from that as well. Like just because you have to have a hard conversation with someone doesn't mean that like they're mad at you or something like that. It just means that you need to have a conversation. Right. And I never got the sense, even when we were, you know, exchanging these text messages that you were mad. No, never. Um, And I have to say to everyone listening that like, you got to, if you're looking for like relationship goals in your life, like I know that, you know, love and sex and all that stuff is so important, but like, you've got to be looking for a friend that is like Caitlin. Like you've got to be looking for somebody who is really going to be with you like through the stuff in your life where like, I can't even give of myself. Like all I can do is take, you know, and he's just trying to make me cry too. <laughs> I'm just she saying, like, that, company. <laughs> that's the relationship that people need to be looking for. Not this other stuff. That's like superficial. Like, I don't know, like this, this for me is, I do not want for our show to go away. And I was just like, no, I know that since I, you know, moved, even since I met Jamie, just making the show was hard. Well, and like, there's this, you know, the saying about like, if you hold something too tight, it's going to slip through your fingers. That's like how I live my life. I don't ever hold anything too tightly. Um, because I always want people to choose to be with me or be around me and that kind of thing. And I never want to like force someone to like, come here and be in a relationship with me. Like, I'm like, if you want to go, you can go, you know? Right. Um, and so I feel like I wanted to leave that open in case, because you were going through that transition and you've been going through transition for a long time. I didn't want you to feel like you had to make the show just for me because I am kind of like a soft person. Also, like people describe me as nice and bubbly and that kind of thing. And I think sometimes people will not tell me the truth all the time because they maybe want to protect me or think that I can't take it or something like that. So I always make sure to leave that door open so that people know, you know, you can tell me I can take it, (laughs) you know? Right. Like I'll be okay if you need to make a change or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I do think that it all kind of happened at one time that like we got to a point where we could not, because I mean, we, we joke on the show, like we don't have a plan. Yeah. We didn't really, it's because like, we don't have time. We didn't have time. I didn't have the energy to give to it. It was just like, we, we were recording just to record. Uh And I know that there are some great episodes out there that were were made when we were recording just to record. But at the same time, it's like, we want to have a purpose behind it. We want to have a why, and we want to know, you know, that we're not wasting our time. Uh So I just, that being said, that's the change that has happened over the past couple of weeks. And it's about to get like real crazy in here, y'all. Like <laughs> in a good way, in the best way. Well, like we are gonna make some changes to the show. Um, and then we get to now, like, I'm gonna be single again. Yeah. So if you haven't subscribed to our Patreon and you want to hear <laughs> Sex in the City style videos for I know. Podcast, we're, we're gonna need to do like 
twice monthly after dark bonus dating my dating stories (laughs) and LA when we also we also made like a command decision that we are definitely going to go wild that's Um, a long time like a year (laughs) did we were back and forth we literally emailed them and we're like can we have our money back and they're like no and we're like (laughs) oh okay (laughs) okay we'll go um and then okay so we made this decision to go Um, but now like LA is not going to know what hit it because (laughs) I'm completely off the market, but I have a little bit of magic (laughs) in being a wingman. Um, and so our powers combined are going to get Leanne lots of dates in LA. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait to put Tinder on travel mode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But just don't bring him back to our room because I don't want weirdos to know where I sleep. (laughs) No, no, I wouldn't do that. Just, just, we'll just do car stuff, Caitlin. Just car stuff. Oh my god! In my car? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> because we're also Leanne is going to fly to Portland. I am yes. like shaking with excitement as I say this, and then we're driving. Well, I am so excited to to road trip it. Like me too. I feel to like me, this is like the first test in our marriage. Like well, if you can road trip with somebody, like you're golden. <laughs> well, it adds an extra element of fun to the trip in general. Yeah. Um, and vlogs. Heck yes. yeah. And like, I'm going to do like stories on our Instagram on the spice chaos Instagram. Yeah. I want to teach Caitlin how to pump gas in California. Ew. Oh, you know, I am to get a video that. of that. Caitlin, that's going to be like, that's content gold right there. No, I'm going to bring gloves. I don't want to touch it. Okay. Well, there's probably gloves at the pump, dude. Like most gas stations have all this like, yeah, I'm going to bring a full hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, so I'm flying to Portland and then we're going to drive down to Anaheim together. And then I guess I'm going to fly home from, from California. We haven't quite decided yet. Yeah. Either way. Um, I'm, I will be driving home one way or the other. I would prefer to have company, but we'll have to see. I know, but like looking at making the 15 hour drive and then getting on the airplane to go across the country after the conference is over, you can sleep the whole way back and then you can sleep in my house on the couch and then you can have coffee and wake up refreshed and go back to your plane I think it will be perfect so you don't think that it will bother your children for me to come home with you to like from go wild no my children sleep like rocks they won't even hear me come in okay all right well we'll we don't have to make this plan on the air but we will figure it out she will be driving back with me. Mark. I would word. rather drive back with you. Like if I'm a hundred percent honest, like I don't want to fly back from California by myself. Like I would rather ride back with you. And um, I don't want to drive back by myself. Cause I'm, a, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> She's afraid she'll have to pump gas somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah. And what if I like, don't know how I, know, I, <gasps> Leanne, I need you. you now I'm panicking. Now I'm in full anxiety attack That's mode. That's a skill that everyone should have. <laughs> Oh my God. Unless they live in New Jersey or Oregon. So we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get on more go wild stuff in a minute. Tell me about yeah. your life. I mean, I know some things, but share with the listeners kind of like the changes or what's going on with you guys too. Cause it's not just me here. Okay. So, um, I mentioned that things were hard ish with my teenager and we've been working on, I'm not going to share like things exactly that we've been doing, but, um, she's doing a lot better she's doing a ton better. Um, one of the big things that I think has helped her is like getting some of that independence because I don't know, nobody tells you how to parent a teenager. Like everybody's like, protect your little kid, take them to play dates, like do all of this stuff. Like there's all of these, you know, mom blogs or whatever on the YouTubes, but nobody tells you what happens next when you have to like, start letting them 
be independent and nobody tells you how to do that in the middle of a global pandemic. So um, we have started letting her take her bike over to my mom's, which is like a five minute bike ride. You do have to cross a couple of busy streets, but like I text my mom when she leaves and then my mom texts me when she gets back. And it's like just enough independence right now until Delilah can get back into in-person school next year um, that like is keeping her okay. Because I also can't imagine being 14 and not really having like a core group of friends or even like one friend that I could call or hang out with. And she just doesn't really have that right now because of when the pandemic happened. And I mean, she has some friends from elementary school, but they kind of have their core groups of friends. And so it's just, it's just been tough on that end. Um, but right now she is doing a lot better. Um, we still, of course, have some of those moments of sass, but like it's nothing like it was before. So things are looking really good. Well, I think she was feeling a little bit caged. I think so too. And that's like how a lot of folks that I've talked to have also explained it. Um, and, but I mean, like she is back on like doing, we're in a new semester. And so she's doing really well in school. She passed all of her classes in semester one, which is great. Um, even though she went through a hard time, she pulled out passing grades, mostly C's and C's and above. Um, which is fantastic. Um, and yeah, I'm just really proud of her. Like she, she is putting in a lot of hard work as well. So it's not just like us making sure that she's not, you know, messing up and stuff, but like she's putting in the hard work too. And we've been talking about like, um, how easy it is to lose trust of people and then how difficult it is to gain that back. And I think that she's been seeing that a little bit as well. So, well, I yeah, think it was oh, miserable for her too. I mean, I think that she, yeah. you know, it's, but it's also like a testament. I think that she will always remember and maybe not even specifically this time in her life, mm -hmm. but I think that she will remember just how it felt for her parents to be trying to do everything that they could for her when she was having, I mean, like, cause you really sprung into action. I mean, like mm -hmm. you saw that, you know, she was having some behaviors. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you were like, okay, behaviors are communication and she is obviously hurting. Yeah, exactly. And so I, you know, got the doctor on the phone. I got yeah. her school team on the phone. I got, yeah. you know, let's get into therapy because, um, I think everybody can benefit from therapy, children included. Like I, I kind of think that kids need like maintenance therapy as they're developing. That's just me. Um, and so we've been talking about that and just like working on stuff. I, for me, I don't want to, give my child any kind of mental health medication, unless it's like a super dire thing, because teenage brains are so weird and so elastic that I just don't know how it's going to affect her. So we're not doing anything like that, but we're definitely doing everything else possible. But in the same token, it's also very difficult because sometimes caring for your child looks like ig not ignoring them, but like there were times when, you know, she took off from home and I was like, well, do I chase her or do I just call the police and just stay here? Yeah. And like, and nobody tells you like what exactly the right answer is. And I mean, somebody would tell you one thing is, and somebody would tell you that, you know, the other thing is. And so nobody explains like how to love your teenager or how to show them. And I think love is also setting clear boundaries and showing, you know, showing some, some of them that, you know, you, you're a person too, you know, and I've been telling her that I'm like, yeah, I'm your mom, but I was Caitlin first. Yes. Them recognizing your humanity is huge because that's one of the things that lately in talking to my kids, because 
this, especially over this experience of me leaving Jamie and them having to see like them only just getting like comfortable with the nature of mine and Jamie's relationship anyway. And then for me to say that it was over, like you're so right that like everyone needs, I think all people need some maintenance therapy. Yeah. Um, But it's just really, but also try to find an appointment in the pandemic. Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) But like really listening to your kids. I mean, we had the opportunity this past week to like really talk about things and for them to see me as a person who is going to make mistakes and apologize for things. I think it's important to apologize to your kids too. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. And I mean, I was not, I didn't, I don't think I parented her perfectly during this. Um, but again, nobody tells you what the right answer is and you just have to do what you think is the best in that moment. And sometimes it's about survival. Like there were moments where, um, you know, I really wanted to just wrap my arms around her and like hold her and like give her everything, but I couldn't, like, I was just, I was tapped out. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was like, why are you doing this? You know? Um, and I think that recognizing and honoring those feelings as well, and like taking taking space from people when you need them, including your kids, I think is valuable. Well, and I think that you're so right in the choice to not medicate right now. Yeah. Uh, because as someone who has been on depression medication since I was 15 on and off, I think that had I had the tools at 15 to deal with the source of the depression, mm-hmm. Um, rather than just let's give her some pills. So she doesn't act depressed. Yeah. I think that that would have made a huge difference in my life because I still have to find the source of the depression. And if I had been able to do that at a young age, Mm -hmm. rather than just throw medicine at it, not that there's anything wrong with depression medicine. Like I exactly like some people need it to self-regulate, but I can see that point as well, because I, if I had, if I had gone to therapy right now or a psychologist or something, I can guarantee you they would diagnose me with clinical anxiety. Like I am on another level (laughs) with anxiety sometimes. Um, but I have never taken like Xanax or anything for, um, anxiety or depression. And I feel like that has been a very valuable thing for me. And this isn't everyone's story. And I know that some people have crippling, debilitating anxiety that like, like cannot function without the support of mental health medication. But for me, I have learned like what my triggers are. I have learned how to, you know, talk myself back into reality. And I think learning some of those coping skills before you like look at any kind of medication support is, is invaluable. Yeah, I agree. Especially at, I mean, it, I agree with any age, but yeah, you know, like you said, the, the the fact that, you know, a teenage brain is not done growing and developing and we don't know what the long-term effects even would be, you know, on a brain that's not done developing if they get serious meds. So like, I, I I see where you're coming from, but I mean, you are seeing some improvement and she, I think like a thousand percent improvement. And I think that she is also probably responding positively to the fact that you worked so hard to like solve her problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I will have to say it was a team effort. Like we had to rally the village and I mean, Brian was there too. And he is definitely more of like a tough love kind of guy, you know, I think as most dads kind of take that role. Um, but he was like, well, don't chase her, you know, she'll come home or the police will bring her home, but you have to calm down and you have to not chase her. And so he was really there for me. 
um, when we were going through all of that. And I'm going to stop talking about that right now because <laughs> I'm going to go over the edge if I continue. Well, I was going to say like, he provides you with some balance, you know, like you yes. panic, uh, you panic at a, you know, semi-appropriate level. Yeah. Um, well, no, <laughs> here's the level at which I panicked. Okay. So we have these, like, <laughs> we have these like a miniature dirt bikes and I was like three days post shower. So I was like in need of a shower. I probably looked crazy. I had no bra on and I like threw on my slippers, got on this tiny motorcycle and was like <laughs> riding it around the neighborhood and surrounding areas, screaming her name, trying to find her. <laughs> well, oh, he's like, you have got to stop. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody, when they storm out, wants to be followed. That's just yeah. a fact. And like, you know, not trying to like take away from any of this, but like, that was one of the things about Jamie that bugged me was that like, if I walk out of a room, you need to come and get me. Yeah. But I think it's different with a kid. You do. Cause I I think that the kids need to know too, that like someone's going to come once I, cause I think they need to know that someone once is going to come for them, but if it continues to be a pattern, I'm not going to play your game. Right. You can't use it as a weapon. No. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that things are better. Um, I know that that was a horrible time. I mean, just, mm-hmm. it was terrible. I mean, I, I read this quote once that said, you're only as happy as your saddest kid. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I wasn't sleeping. Well, I was like constantly, you know, worried. Like, are you going to get up and leave in the middle of the night? Like what's going to happen? And I mean, there's just those like things also that you're like thinking about, like, well, this behavior is very far from what would be considered normal behavior. So like, what is going on? Like, how can it, like, what is her future going to look like? Yeah. Cause there's so much stuff that teenagers do that. You're just like, well, that's normal. Like for a teenager, yeah, but deciding exactly. that this is not, you know, this is beyond the, the scope of just teenager stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably everyone goes through that because I actually got some DMS from viewers and listeners and stuff when I posted, um, and talked about it in like plan with me's and stuff that, that, you know, they had gone through struggles with their kids and had come out of it. And, but they were, when they were in the trenches of it, it felt like it was impossible. And so I, I think that more people, honestly, like if you're a mommy blogger out there and you're listening to this, can you please talk about raising a teenager? Like, I know that that's not what everybody wants to see. Everybody wants to see you, you know, talking about your baby and your breastfeeding journey and all of this. But like, I think that the most valuable thing is now talking about older kids and teenagers. There's not enough out there. Well, that's because by the time these vloggers have kids that are old enough to be teenagers, they're too tired to make any more content. (laughs) Or the teenagers have their own content and they only show the pretty parts. (laughs) So, well, is there anything else, anything else going on? Um, okay. So my mom texted me yesterday and she's like, do you want to get another Guinea pig? (laughs) And I was like, that's weird. Why are you saying that? And apparently my brother has acquired another male Guinea pig named Lenny. He's like a year old. And so we're talking about it. Our only hesitation is that, okay, our Guinea pig from the person who had him before, they told us that this is very sad. So feel free to skip through this is trigger warning animal stuff. Um, he killed his roommate. You know, I was going to say in the research that I've done on Guinea pigs, when we were acquiring them, yeah, two boys is not a good idea together. Two, two boys like, okay. So there's some countries where it's not legal to own just one Guinea pig you have, cause they're very, 
companion based kind of ours is not but (laughs) but listen like well everything that i read said that if you have two males they have to have different habitats because the males the whichever one is the most dominant will bully injure or kill the other one yeah exactly and so we don't want that so two girl guinea pigs can be besties (laughs) yeah i mean just like two female anything (laughs) but Um, the two boys just can't Oh, yeah. So we've been talking about that. He has his own cage. So he would come with his own space and we could just like put them together supervised. But I also don't want to like cause any more stress on this poor little guy that we already have. We're like his third family and yeah. he's like two, almost three. He could kick the bucket at any time, allegedly, because guinea pigs don't live that long. Well, and no reason for his final days to be stressful. Exactly. So I think, I think we're talking about it, but I think we're probably going to pass, but I'm also trying to talk my husband into getting two more baby ducks this spring. Well, your man duck needs some ladies. Well, he is madly in love with Rose. I have to say they are the most adorable couple. Like when, (laughs) so we are those people that let our ducks come into our house and like, we will open the door and they are basically trained to just come in like dogs or whatever, (laughs) but they will open the door and he will stand on this part of our door. That's like a little step. He'll stand there and he'll wait for her to follow him in the door. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And he grooms her and he cuddles up right next to her. And like, if anybody picks her up, he like nips at our heels and chases us. So they are very bonded. And I don't know. So sweet. It is so sweet. And I know I'm totally putting human emotions on an animal. So it's probably not anything like I think it is, but like he's, he's not pulling feathers out of the back of her neck, which is something that you look for with ducks. If they are um, in need of more companions, shall we say? Yes. Um, And like, we don't notice that like, he's like trying to, we call it sailboating her. <laughs> he's not trying to sailboat her very much. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't know if it's because it's not springtime yet or whatever, but I think that they would be okay together, but there is just something so sweet about a baby duck. They are so cute. And like having hand raised our other ducks and how sweet Rosie is with us now, like we can walk up to her and pet her and pick her up anytime, like a cat. I don't know. I just love, I just love it. So, and she will be two this spring. And so if we're thinking about like staggering our egg layers, because at the end of their life, when they're like five or so, they kind of stop laying eggs, which I mean, she probably deserves a break at that point. So that is, that's something that we're talking about. So either this spring or potentially next spring, we are still, I guess, kind of healing from losing our other deck, which sounds so dramatic, but that was, that was very traumatic losing that, losing her. No, I don't think that's dramatic. I don't. Um, and you know, I think that it's very cool that you have unconditional, like untraditional pets. Yeah, I know. Um, so weird. <laughs> non-traditional pets. Let me say, let, let me get that word right. Um, because we are here in the Airbnb until the end of April. Um, but then I'm hoping that by May, we have our own place that is ours. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to get a cat. Oh, it's so cute. I'm going to get a grown cat, not a kitten. I don't need something yeah. that needs to. Yeah, I'm going to get one that is like, I'm going to rescue one that that needs like an older one. Okay. And the kids are um, very excited about this, um, but they understand that I am the one who gets to name it. Oh. And um, but they we will we will be on a chore schedule. Like when they are here, 
Like they are going to be on cat duty. The, the weeks that they're not here, I'll take care of everything. But that when they're here, like, so, cause I've been very reluctant to even consider, see, it made me sad living at Jamie's knowing that my kids would never have another pet unless they were at their dad's. Oh, he just didn't want any pets. He just didn't really want them. And I really don't or didn't either. Um, but I have kind of come around on maybe just having a house cat. Um, so cute. I have yeah. always wanted one of those Egyptian hairless cats. Oh that's no, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not what I'll be getting. Um, <laughs> you want a big fluffy kitty? <laughs> yes. I want one that wants to just, you know, come and sit on the couch and not look scary or gross. Um, <laughs> they don't they're so cute but brian will never let me have one well they're like a thousand dollars you have to like breed them special or something girl i make my own money i'm not looking for my sugar daddy to pay for my expensive cat anyway but um i will never have one because brian doesn't like cats okay well i do i've always liked cats um i I like dogs too but i also like to travel and dogs are too needy it's hard to travel with a dog because you need somebody to take them out all the time like if you need to leave your cat for a few days you can feed them and have they have a litter box yeah but you know if you have a dog like you have to be there so that's that's the difference but I'm kind of excited about that I know that my mother will listen to this episode and she's screaming at the radio right now like do not get a cat like I know that did you say at the radio as if we're in the 1970s (laughs) Well, I mean, I assume that people listen in the car and it comes through their car, oh, the car radio. Okay. I was imagining like people in black and white with like <laughs> button up shirts all gathered around the radio. In the front it's 107.4. The, the hit. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh my God, your millennial is showing me quiet. <laughs> no. We'll get out the tape. We'll have to record it on the mixtape yeah I know I've got to I've got to cut it up in the on the cutting room floor or whatever however you edit cassette tape what I don't know how you would do that (laughs) oh my gosh that's fantastic well let's talk about show updates or well there's one more thing like there's one more thing in your life one more thing and I'm so bummed out about it but the worst one it's the worst one okay so Brian is gonna have to get a job soon and I told him that he is a kept man and that like we could figure this out, but I don't know that we can figure it out in time for all of our finances to be okay. Um, because he's had some like money from like relatives who have passed on and like that kind of thing who have like kept him going. And he is also, he wants to keep it fair as well. Like he, I don't think he wants me to pay all of the bills. Like some, some marriages function that way where one person pays all the bills and the other person like does the childcare, but we, both do so many of the things. I don't think that he would think it was fair. Um, but he is only applying for work from home stuff right now. So that makes me feel a little bit better, but I don't know, like with any job, there may be travel and he's going to like be in an office at some point, like whether it's a home office or an away from home office. And, and the other part is I have a suite set up in the downstairs office and now I might have to share it. Oh, (laughs) I'm trying to like, see, because we have like a main area next to the office. I'm trying to tell him that like, he can put his desk over there. No, it's all bad. Yeah. So I I told him this is my craft room and you can't touch it, (laughs) but he's like, well, where else am I going to go? And I was like, let's put you in the shed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I feel like that this is going to be a very, very tough time for you. I know it is. I hope that work from home works out for him. Like that's the straw that I'm holding on to. Yeah. I'm anticipating this. Not you, you, you come to, um, I adore him. like a certain standard of life. Yeah. And like, I am, I like to work and I like to work multiple jobs, whether it's social media or, you know, whatever. And, uh, he likes to take the kids to the park, which I join in. Sometimes I did go to the park last night, but I like to work and I like to have, um, him do the playtime. And then I do the snuggles at night. That's like my favorite thing. And so I don't know, like I, I'm going to be sad that I don't have a stay at home dad here anymore. Yeah. That makes me sad for you too. Yeah. But you guys have a really awesome like partnership. We do. Yeah. Um, Your parenting dynamic is really cool to me Yeah, Um, because, and this is no offense to anybody who has kids or anybody who, whatever, just don't come for me. Um, (laughs) I am not good at playing. I'm not good at playing either. I, 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 Hannah really likes for me to play dolls with her. And I mean, like I can play video games with them. That's fine. But yeah. like getting on the floor and playing dolls and like going outside with like the, the, the outside things and throwing that like that's Brian has that on lock. He does. And like the other night we, he had this brilliant idea to go downstairs in the basement and turn off all the lights. And we were playing hide and go seek in the dark. <laughs> I was like, I would have never thought of this. <laughs> well, I, he really is, you know, impressive as a play as a playmate dad like lots of dads are are into playing too but I just I I do not love it so it's I can see how fun it would be to have somebody there that will play with the kids so that you don't have to (laughs) he even got you to play he got you to get on the scooters and stuff I know he's (laughs) quite the influencer it's true (laughs) true. (laughs) but my favorite though when I was in Portland was riding around in the back of that thing Oh yeah. We have a trailer that hooks onto our scooter. Y'all, you don't even know the level of electric vehicles that we have at our house. Like it's a little bit ridiculous. And now we have three more, Leanne. Brian got three more. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, and if I could find something to do, like if I could, if I could get the kids, we could live close enough to their school. Like I could just totally see us just own little scooters, you know, like I'm thinking when I find my forever home, it's going to be like half a mile from their school. Beautiful. I'll send you a scooter. Yes. Ooh, y'all I'll should write be- it. I'll <laughs> write it to North Carolina all the way across the country. <laughs> it's true. No, they ship them in parts. They'll, they'll ship it over to you. Oh yeah. Well, if it's in parts, that's, that's how it will stay. <laughs> I'll ship the scooter and Brian to you. <laughs> so, okay. We've got to keep moving because you've got a hard stop. Don't you? I do. I have to get ready. I have to go to a brunch thing. Okay. So do we have time to continue the notes? Are we good? Yeah. Let's choose one more thing from the notes. Oh gosh. Because I need to stop at, it's at 9.43 my time right now. And I need to stop by 10.10 at the latest. Okay. So we'll do this quickly. Um, All right. So show updates. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, this has to be, we have to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't want, and this is already the codependent in me, like feeling worried. Um, (laughs) Like, please do not be upset with us, but we have decided to whittle down to just the Monday episode. Yeah. Because we... Like when we originally started doing this, we were like, yeah, these episodes will be different. Like we'll be asking a question before the Friday show. And then we will have like guests and then our main topics on the Monday show. And it hasn't worked out that way. Like a lot of our mini shows are like prequels or just like the same stuff that we're talking about on the main episodes. Yeah. And 
that's not to say that the people who are listening to them don't matter, but they get vastly fewer listens than our main Monday episodes. Yes. And we want to be able to do bonus episodes more frequently to kind of alleviate the not having the mini-sode. Um, yeah. I could see and that twice a month or so, you know, yeah, and when, when it comes up, like if there's a planner release or if there's some major planner tea and drama that we want to talk about, right. Or, or some big some- life event or something happens and we want to break yeah. through with a bonus. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when we were talking earlier about like the show and our relationship and everything, we said, we don't want to record just to record. And mm-hmm when the two of us were trying to remember, okay, who's going to post the question this week and what is the question going to be? And it's a know, lot harder to ask a question every week than I thought it would be. Me too. Cause when we first started it, I was like, this will be great. And I have loved the mini sodes where we've had responses from our listeners. I have loved that, but we're going to kind of move that to the, um, Monday episodes. So, mm-hmm. you know, we will still be asking for your input and reading your, you know, correspondence, we will just, we're going to put that into like time in our Monday episodes. Um, and we're going to cut down to one guest a month. We are because we also have noticed that y'all like it when we are just talking and like, that's the point of the show for like Leanne and I to talk about things that are going on in the planner community. And that's not to say that like, we don't love having guests because we totally do. We love talking to people in the planner community, but also that's a finite resource. So we don't want to talk to everybody all right in the first few years of the show. And then, yeah. and then I don't know. I mean, it's, it's fun to have repeat guests, I, I guess as well, but like, we, we don't want to like, just have a guest just because that's on the schedule for that week. Yeah. And we need to open up when we say to you guys, the listeners in these episodes, like send us a DM, let us know who you want to hear from. Mm-hmm. We, we have discovered that giving you guys a space, you know, a card and a story or somewhere to reply to us is just cold calling for y'all to DM us has not. <laughs> now not you do, you guys do yeah. DM us. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like we, we're, we see that and we, but the input that we want from you guys, we would like to have a more organized way to collect it mm-hmm. so that we can really start utilizing that stuff in the show because it is essentially supposed to be for y'all. Mm-hmm. So what you want to hear is what we want to give you. And, you know, for me, I like change. I like for things to be refreshed and for things to feel different. And we're planning to, you know, every month have a different theme so that you guys will know ahead of time what to expect for the month. So that if you do have, you know, something to share or contribute, you've got time to get it in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because this, okay, we have two days until we record the mini, please y'all scramble to answer this. We think that we will be able to get to know y'all better if you have more time with some of the subjects so that you can respond. So those are some of the changes that we're coming up with. Um, And I'm excited. I'm happy about it. I'm excited too. And like, we've also picked like a day when we're going to record this long episode. Of course, we'll be flexible when on those days when we do have guests, but like we have a day and time like nailed down. I was late this morning, but it's only day one. Um, (laughs) But uh, we have like a schedule and if we feel like bringing back a regular Friday episode, we can, but yeah, also yeah. like, if you guys are looking for more of our content, this is not to like move things into a paywall, but 
we do after dark episodes on the Patreon. So you and can check us out there. Now that, um, and I hate to keep saying like, oh, now that my life is different, now that my life is better, whatever. Um, I really was in a place where I didn't have a whole lot to give, um, mm-hmm. especially outside of a regular scheduled episode. But now I really feel like that we are kind of at the doorway of like really being able to put ourselves into the show and make it something that we can all love. Yeah. And like, I think we also want to set ourselves apart from other crafty planner podcasts because there are, there are many of them now. There are a lot more than when we started and we know that everyone kind of has their own thing and we don't want to stand in the shadow of anyone. We want to be our own show and we want to be our own voice and we want to be, you know, who we are and have our own little niche. Because like I say, with everyone who wants to start a YouTube channel, there's room for everybody. What you have is different than what someone else has. And I think what we have is different than what some, you know, other planner podcasts have, but we just need to find that. Well, and as a listener of podcasts, Mm -hmm. it is comforting to know that the format of the show is going to be a certain way or that, you know, like when I, when I listen to podcasts, I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, I was very inspired by Elena last week when, you know, she has those cards on her Instagram telling you all the content that's coming. We want for you guys to know, okay, in March, this is what we're doing. Yeah. So that, you know, if you do have something to share, you can add it and, you know, and have time for that. Um, so like the rest of February is going to kind of be go wild prep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because we did, like we said, we made the, you know, executive decision to go to go wild. We are still going. Yep. Um, and we have a lot to say about that, which we aren't obviously going to get to in this particular episode. But um, then um, in March, um, what is the theme in March is going to be like the aftermath of go wild, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we are going to still, I think we're going to try to do a live show while we're there on that Monday. Yes. And then maybe not like live, live, like not on the Instagram live, but maybe we'll do a live while we're there. Who knows? We're going to record together at some point for the Monday episode after go wild. So that episode will be in person, the two of us, which is exciting. And then we'll talk about like our own experiences after we come back. And then we'll ask for experiences from those of you who went and to share, um, because I also feel like there is not a lot out there in the podcast world that talks about this experience. And even on YouTube, like I recently uh, made like a go wild notebook and I was trying to look at other people's for inspiration to see what I needed to bring. And I only found like three or four videos. So, um, and if you don't know what go wild is, because I did get that comment on my YouTube channel as well. Um, it's like a mega planner three-day conference. And it is yes. exactly that, like a planner conference. It's a planner conference. And I think there's going to be like 1500 people there, which I'm trying to not get anxiety about that, but I can't help it. Yeah. Um, that's a lot to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm crossing my fingers that they don't pull the mask mandate before we get there. Yeah, that would. Oh, okay. Um, Cause that's happening right now. Like a I lot know. of states are pulling them. Don't add to the stress, Caitlin. Come I on. know. I, you know how I am. <laughs> I told you I have anxiety. I'm aware at anyway. Um, and I'm going to bring an N95 mask, you know, respirator. Yeah. That's what I have in my car. Um, so we are going to go to go wild. Um, we have gotten your responses in the DMS. It's funny because we called for like, Hey, what do you want us to talk about this week? And then you guys responded and then we didn't get the opportunity to get to all of them. So 
I will say we have, we have some feelings about married at first sight. So the folks that requested a married at first sight conversation, we see you and it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, because this season is what, what, um, oh my gosh, this Alyssa person is impossible. How did she make the cut? I don't know. I, I really, it, I am every, I've seen a lot of, se- I've seen every season of this show. I've seen some really terrible spouses, mm-hmm. but this is, this takes the cake. This is the, this is the absolute worst. Um, well, I knew when I saw her out with her girlfriends being a little bit standoffish that she was not ready to be in a marriage because in a marriage, you have to be giving of yourself at least on some level. You have well, to be like willing to put yourself out there. And she is not, well, she's for very her to sit there. For her to sit there during the bachelorette party and just be like, no, I don't know these people. Like, I'm not going to go out there. And this is just not my, I mean, I, I'm getting like, do you remember Mirla was kind of the same way last season at the bachelorette? But not real. I mean, yes, at the bachelorette, but she was like very giving of herself in her marriage. Oh, absolutely. But you know, I, and I don't know, like, and they're still not to the bottom of like really what's going on with Alyssa, obviously this early in, but, Mm -hmm. um, there's the other couples. Okay. So the couple, um, Jasmina. Yeah. And I don't remember her husband's name. Mm-hmm. They're the most boring of all the couples. Like seriously, when, when they, the segments where like they focus on them, I'm just like snooze. I just don't. <laughs> um, but then Katina and Elijah Wan love them are surprising me every day. Me I, I mean, too. I thought he was going to be playboy. Like he was going to cheat on her because that's like his past. You know, you always judge a book by its cover. Yeah. But he's not. He might actually be ready to be married. Well, I think that it's possible that he really has had his fun mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Like at all. Like I do, I would never judge somebody who had like a fun past. I would judge somebody who cheated though. Cheating though is different. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's really hard for me. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's hard. That would be hard for me, but, but you know, there was, have you seen this week's episode, Caitlin? No. <laughs> okay. So I'll just, I won't spoil too much, but there's okay. a, there's a scene where they're riding on horses, like they're horseback riding. Okay. And he pushes her to the point where she's like, if you don't slow down, I'm going to knock you off of your horse. Like, so maybe she's like just exactly what he needs. She is very much like, okay, I get like, he is definitely going to push her outside of her comfort zone to have fun and do fun things. Yeah. But she is starting to get irritated by like him telling her what to do because there was a scene of them at the gym where he was like assisting her with her workout. And you could tell by the look on her face that she was like, okay, um, well, and she gets explosive. Like she already popped off on that other Lindsay girl. Yes. And oh, Lindsay is a whole nother, but I love Lindsay oh, and Mark. I, I like Lindsay and Mark too. And I really like Stephen Noy. Yep. I like Stephen Noy. I do. It's the, it's, it's the Jasmina and, um, what is his name? Let's Google, Google to the rescue. He's Jasmine. so boring. He's so boring. I can't remember Michael. his name. His name's Michael. Michael. And I really think that he's a nice guy. I think that he has a lot of walls up and I can't figure out why. I, I agree with you. I do too. I see that too. Um, but they're the most boring of the couples. And then they need to bring Chris back next season. Like Chris needs another chance. Like they need to find him a different match. And in Chris season- that like totally screwed over that one girl. No, the, isn't he, isn't Chris the one who's married to Alyssa? 
Oh, gotcha. Okay. I thought you, I thought you meant, okay. Isn't the guy who like had a, a girl who was pregnant back yes. home? Wasn't his name, his Chris, name was Chris. That was okay. season 12. <laughs> okay. I was like, I thought that's the Chris that you meant. And I was like, absolutely not. Okay. Well, as a person who has been spending a lot of time on dating apps for the past few days, most men are named Chris. Like <laughs> <laughs> that is like what I've discovered is that that's okay. and you know, if I'm with someone and I don't remember their name, nine times out of 10, if I say Chris, I'm probably right. So yeah, Chris and Alyssa, Chris needs to be, they need to find him another match for next season and give him another chance because now, and okay. So I'm in some married at first sight groups on Facebook. Of course you are. And this one girl posted and it was so dead on. She was like, I can totally tell that if Chris had been matched with like a normal human woman, (laughs) then he would totally be that like arrogant kind of mansplainer kind of guy. Like I can totally see in him the potential to be super annoying, but I have to like him because they paired him with Alyssa and she's trash. So it's like, I, I don't even get the opportunity. He's the worst of the husbands in my opinion anyway. So I don't know. Like I, I have to like him. I feel bad that like, she's so bad that it makes me have to root for him. I know. Cause I don't love, I, I think that he would have been very mansplainery if he had had a regular person. Yeah. Um, I think but so she does kind of go overboard with he's being aggressive and just like, she oh, needs to chill out. But also like, what are we not seeing on camera? Like did something actually happen on the wedding day? Like did there something happen that we didn't see? Well, and just having, I've seen this, this most recent episode. Um, she has said several times that the things that his friends said to her at the wedding, mm-hmm. like she's not been able to get past them. So it's like, as soon as they said those things to her, like that was the lens that she viewed him through and just, she never, and Lindsay and Chris, you know, Mark's Lindsay's married to Mark, but Lindsay and Chris are kind of starting to be friends, not in a weird way, but like, right. Yeah. Um, some of the couples just become friends. Yeah. And she, you know, has said that Alyssa is making like the biggest mistake of her life. Oh, because yeah. like, she's making herself look terrible. So she mentioned when she first, um, like did this whole thing that she was in social media marketing. And I feel like part of her, like maybe she wanted to go on the show to like meet a husband, but I feel, I feel like a big draw for her was to grow her social media and this is not how to do it. <laughs> This is absolutely not a good way to be presenting on social media. Well, as many times. Okay. So this show is how many years old? I mean, this is season 14. Okay. I mean, so I think there's like two seasons a year. So yeah. probably like seven years old. Learn, learn from past experiences that people on the show that are terrible, that is, they do not get a bump in social media. People do not mm-hmm. like them. Like that guy, Zach, who was married to um, Mindy. Yeah. He, he's got like he's got fewer followers on Instagram than me. I think unless Um, you're like, okay, playing the villain. Like some people are like, I will grow my social media in any way, shape or form to have that be my job. So I don't have to go into the office, which I can relate to. Like (laughs) I would do if I was presented with the option of having to go back to a job that I had to go to versus like being a villain on social media, I would choose the latter. Well, and I know, but I, Alyssa, I think, especially in this most recent episode, she says some things to the producers and I don't think she's realizing that she's being filmed. 
Oh, snap. And um, like, she's mad because he wants to move into the apartment and she thinks that it's not fair that like, she's going to miss out on this experience because she got like matched with the wrong guy. So she's trying to like bully her way into living in the apartment by herself and him not living there. No, go away. <laughs> and, you know, she's just trying to like, she's like, well, I can't have the same experiences with my girlfriends that I've made on the show if I'm not living in the apartment, like, like they'll be just like getting together and doing things spontaneously, but I won't be able to go. And that's not fair. Like I should be able to have this experience, but they're telling her like, you have to go through the process if you want to have the experience. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just, this is a fascinating season and I would like to know, we need to take a poll listeners. I'm going to put it up in our stories. If you started watching Married at First Sight because you listened to our show, I would like for you to weigh in because I, the, the DMs that we get about people wanting us to talk about this, I think that we've brought some people over. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah. So I think that we should wrap it up there. We are hoping in the coming weeks to have a recommendation section of the show. Yeah. So we're taking the currently page off, kind of but kind we're of. changing it. We're switching it up to re- more like recommendations. Yeah. So that you can hear more like every week of what we're currently doing that week, rather than just like, Oh, well maybe this is what I did a little bit this month. And um, that we're not reading a book again for the 37th time. Yes. We don't have to say for the 12th month in a row <laughs> that I'm still not reading anything, but emails. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, exactly. But, um, so we will do the best that we can to start putting some links to things in the show notes, um, such as, you know, links to, you know, Patreon and things like that. And, um, what else did we say we wanted to link them to, um, Caitlin, we talked about that. Oh, snap. Um, we were going to link them to, oh, some horoscope and Enneagram stuff. Yes. That's what I was thinking is that, you know, that would be kind of fun too. So we'll kind of get some of that into the show notes for you. Um, just so that you can find some fun places for those things. And, um, yeah, everybody, you know, that you can find Caitlin still at creating in chaos underscore official on Instagram. She is killing the game over there and she is even killing it harder on YouTube. She's creating in chaos on YouTube and y'all, she is just banging them out. So go watch those videos. Um, she's also creating in chaos on Patreon and she has a teaching Instagram called chaos in the classroom that you can go and get some teaching tips and, it sounds like there's going to be a lot more going on over on ducking chaos underscore official too. If you guys add some duckies to the family. So those are the places where you can find Caitlin. She also hangs out at the spice chaos podcast, Instagram, and she's here with me on just Mondays for now. Um, everywhere that you listen to podcasts. So that's Caitlin. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. That was so nice of you. And yes, please come watch my videos and hang out with me on Instagram. Also, if you're not following both of us, like on our personal Instagrams, go do that now. Um, so that you can get, because we share a lot. Well, we share some on the spice chaos podcast, but we also share stuff on our personal ones. So go follow us there if you're not. Um, and speaking of that, you can follow or find Leanne on spiced plans, um, on Instagram, YouTube, and Patreon. Um, and then you can also find her over on spiced horizons playing animal crossing. And it sounds like she's going to have more free time to get her animal crossing on. And then you'll also find her right here with me on Mondays and over on our spice chaos, Patreon once a month as well, where we are recording an episode. And then you can always find her on the spice chaos podcast, Instagram, making all of the beautiful cards for our beautiful guests, as well as I think we're going to throw some fun content out there. We were talking about just putting stuff up, just 
willy nilly. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about we're talking about changes to the Instagram too. We would like for it to be a little bit more interactive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because you guys do DM us there and we love that, but we also would like to, you know, ask you some specific things and have sections of the show where we read your emails, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. So we have a lot of big changes coming. Um, coming up in the, you know, coming weeks, we will talk about some new happy planner releases. Um, we'll talk about, um, some of the recycled graphics and some issues happening over there that, you know, maybe some quality control things that we have on our minds. Um, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about go wild even more. So that's what's coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but we are back and we will be here again next Monday. And, um, thanks for hanging in with us. We are, I'm sorry for the absence. We, didn't plan the break. Um, yeah, but it was really great to like, you know, have you all come out and say like, it's nice to know that you feel us when we're gone. Yes, it is really nice. But I was, I am still, I don't know. I always get like, like weirded out when people are like, I miss you come back because I still forget that people actually listen to the show and it doesn't just go out into a void. Well, and I need to remember like, if there's a day that I'm looking forward to my favorite podcast coming out and then the episode doesn't come, I'm like, Oh, so, you know, like we just, we need to announce breaks. Like we just, we're working on an organization. Everything's changing, but um, we're not going anywhere. So yes, we are not ever and ever. Amen. (laughs) Buckle up, buckle up. So everyone have a great rest of the week and uh, we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye friends. Bye.